Hello and welcome back to Season 3 of Talking to Humans. I'm your co-host, Mark Andrus. I'm here with my fellow co-host, Vicki Demert. Hello. Hey, Vicki. Glad to be doing this again. Uh, this season, we are talking about conflict. That's the theme of the season, conflict, conflict res- resolution. And today, we're joined by some friends of ours, Dustin and Tiffany Marsh. And they're going to be talking, uh, sharing a little bit, even part of their story, specifically within the idea of conflict, of forgiveness and reconciliation how does that happen Mm -hmm. after a conflict so dustin tiffany hi how are you guys doing hello hello welcome you know one reason i'm excited about this is sometimes we talk about um concepts like forgiveness and abstracts and so to have an actual personal story um and putting flesh on flesh on it and kind of the intricacies of nuances of forgiveness yeah it's gonna be fun yeah, and I, I appreciate you guys being willing to come in and share just part of your story. I know there's some just vulnerability in that. You know, we've been uh, known you guys for a couple of years now. Have, have just really been blessed by seeing what God has done in your lives and your stories and excited to share some of that with some folks today. Before we get into that, I do think it'd be important to just kind of get on the same page, even in terms of definitions. Um, so people talk all the time about forgiveness, um, but kind of like the word love. Everybody has a little bit of a different definition of what that means. So, Vicki, you're the counseling director here at Gateway. In your mind, like when you think about forgiveness, what is forgiveness? Yeah, I would say like at the basic definition of um, a a debt is forgiven. Um, We don't have to pay it back. So if I borrowed or asked for $500 from you. and I I would say no. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Okay, go And then I couldn't pay it back. I would say, hey, Mark, I can't pay this money back. Will you forgive? Make me, so I don't have to pay it back. Right. Um, my, my debt, my loan is forgiven. Right. But, but somebody still has to pay for that. So yes. rather than you having to pay for it, me, the one who loaned you the you money, I'm absorbing that debt. You absorbed the cost of it. Right. So yeah. forgiveness is, is releasing someone from the debt that they owe, absorbing the payment of it. Yeah. And rather than punishing or forcing you to pay back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot more that we're going right. to like go into that, especially with Justin yeah. and Tiffany. But, um, is there yeah, anything, is there anything you would say forgiveness is not, I'm sure there's lots of things, but like, yeah, yeah. I, people say all the time, like forgive and forget. I'm like, that's, that's a conversation for a different time. But like, what's, what is, what isn't forgiveness? I would say it's not, it, it doesn't equal trust. Okay. It doesn't equal, there's no pain. Gotcha. It doesn't equal um, that the relationship is restored to what it was before. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that we yeah. tend to make it equal that it doesn't necessarily equal. There's a lot more steps. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of those elements, too, will will come out as we're, you know, uh, talking with Dustin and Tiffany through their story. So, again, guys, thanks for, for being willing to share some of that. Before we get into the story, just tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, how long you've been married, you know, just the 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 cool stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. So we've been married for almost 18 years, coming up on 18 years. 19. 19 years. Coming up on 19 You're going to need to ask for forgiveness for that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coming up on 19 years. Um, so I don't remember the rest of your question. Do you have kids? We do have kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we have three girls, uh, 16, 13, and 7. Awesome. Um, and... How long have you guys been here at Gateway? Four years. 
Four years. Has it only been four years? It feels like it's been longer than that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, that's a good <laughs> thing. It's like, yeah. So been here at Gateway four years. Um, what are what are some areas that you guys uh, serve and are involved with just the life of the church here and stuff that's going on? Um, we serve kids check-in on Sundays and students will do winter camp if needed, um, cafe on Wednesday nights and uh, mentor dinner. Sweet. Awesome. Well, again, thanks guys for, for being here. Um, I don't know of a real like gentle way to, to enter into this, but, but there's a reason that we asked you guys to, to be a part of this and share some of your stories. It relates to forgiveness. Um, and so I, I guess maybe a way to start is just, you know, we, we actually started counseling with you guys about 2019. Yeah. So three years ago. Um, so shortly after you guys began attending here, um, if you don't mind sharing, like what, what brought you into counseling at Gateway? Um, I came first, which I think is typically the story. Um, I came first because I was aware, all right, I became aware, um, of issues in our marriage and upon further looking into it, um, I found pornography on his phone and just, so many other things that just like everything kind of unraveled. Um, and so I came to Vicki um, to walk through that. Um, it was something that I I didn't see coming. And I grew up in a church where separation and divorce were not an option. Um, I'm biblical and not loving well, and you weren't suffering for Jesus. So, but also wrestling with, well, then how do you, like, I don't know what living with this looks like. So, um neither separation or divorce was on my mind when I came. Um, and I think in working through that, God just made it very clear. And so that's what brought um, me to counseling. And then we separated in, I came in May, and then we separated Memorial Day. And then he started coming, seeing you, I think, after that. Yeah. So you you discovered pornography on his phone. There were some other things as well, but like, that's a, that's a really significant deal. That was a, sounds like it was a surprise to you. Um, had you have told me, I would have said like, if you, if someone could have told me my future, I'd have been like, no, he would never. Hmm. Um, so much so even when I, um, after, I don't know, I think a week or two probably of, all right. Uh, I called my parents and my, both my mom and my dad were like, are you sure? Like, you know, is there any way you're mistaken? Like this can't be this. Like, are you sure? Um, which I went from the time I found it till the time that I actually confronted him on, it was a month. Okay. And I, you know, the, the questions that your mind answers, like someone hacked his phone, maybe he lent his phone to a friend at work and, you know, maybe they looked at it. Like it's just, um, such a Jekyll and Hyde, kind of scenario of like this is not what I know of you and never once did I ever see you look inappropriately at anybody. Yeah. So blown away and stunned, shocked. I don't I don't yeah. think there's enough adjectives to describe. Your whole your whole world got turned upside down. Oh. Like your way of seeing everything and everyone. Burned to the ground. Yeah. 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 So so you said it was a month before you mm-hmm. you talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. Dustin, when when she first brought that to your attention like hey I found this um what like what happened like what what did you do how did you respond 
uh, ownership, not like what was what was kind of that next step once confronted? Um, I did not own it at all. I lied about it. I uh, we had two eight hour plus long conversations about it where I denied it, argued about it, and uh, it took two days before I would I admitted it. The first day you did admit it, partially okay. through, but it was one time for a few minutes. Um, and then it became like stuff started coming out of the woodwork, I think, after that. And then it was what I thought was the issue wasn't even. And then I think in further investigation, it was, oh, lies. Oh, my gosh. And then all the way back to the very start of our relationship. Right. So it went back at the time. I think we've been married for 15 years. So it was 15. Well, I'd known him for 17 years. So 17 years of lies. Yeah. So so the, the pornography shows up. Mm-hmm. But as you're digging and pressing into that, there's then deception and mishandling of truth that then is uncovering more and more things. Um, so it's not just the pain of, you know, the pornography and what that means of betrayal, rejection, you know, whatever that feels like for you. But then it's the, the deception behind that um, leading to other things. And so here's this, here's this distance is probably an understatement between the two of you um, that, that ultimately led to a, a separation Um how did the how the separation happen? Um, that was something um, that I didn't see coming. I wasn't. I was surprised at it. Um, and our kids are going to hear this, so this is, I think, one detail they don't know. Um, I <clears throat> I had confronted him on a Saturday, and we talked all day Saturday, and we had. Um, but I, I wasn't angry. I was sad, and I was hurt. And I think you have two scenarios. You have either angry wives at that point, or you have really sad wives. And I think the uh, opposite emotion, like the anger or the sadness, hits later. So mine was sad, just grieved and sad and stunned. Um, but like, oh, you know, we'll make it work, and we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it all. So in that time, um, we went to church the next day, and all of a sudden – Something like I had never felt uncomfortable in public with him before with other females present. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there worshiping, and in a, I mean, you're in a congregation, right? So mm-hmm. stats, 50% female, and then it was all of a sudden, oh, my great goodness, 50% of these women are now a threat to my marriage is what it felt like. And not knowing where his headspace was because what I would have never believed to be true about him was now, like, my worst nightmare was now true. And so wondering, where is your mind? Is it here with me? Is it, like, every, and all of a sudden, you know, you notice, well, somebody has a short skirt or, you know, like. What's he thinking? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and not knowing how deep it went because at that point, there it was only basically, well, how much do you know? And I'll confess to that. Yeah. So um, there's, the, so, like, there's the, there's the sin, but then there's the much broader impact of the sin. That's like, okay, well, it's not just marriage and conflict there, but now here, here's how this is throwing off. Here's a, here's an area where we enjoyed being like church this is a safe place worship. And now I'm second guessing things here. I'm worried about things. I didn't know how to, so like the, the, the impact of the sin continues to, to go further and further out from that, probably in ways that keep surprising you. Oh yeah. yeah. And so, so there becomes a, a separation. Now here's the deal is like you guys are not separated anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Right. So like well we'll jump to the end of the story. Like there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a bow to tie out. Like things have things haven't ended, right? Mm-hmm. But but things have 
like turned and are in a really good place. Like marriage is going in a good direction. So like there's a happy ending to this in, in some ways, but, but in the middle of that, there's a lot of pain. There's a separation. Um, Dustin, during, during that separation, like what were you doing? Like what was, uh, you know, you and I were talking, but like in your mind, what were you, what were you needing to be doing? What were you focusing on during that separation? So uh, one thing that came to light during this was um, my own selfishness and self-centeredness and that I was consumed with myself. Um, so started working on trying to figure that out, um, which is a difficult process. So uh, like since we're talking about, uh, you know, forgiveness, the hardest person to forgive also is yourself. So in my opinion, Um but processing through, you know, well, what I've done and who I am and trying to understand who I am and my, like, at, the, at that point in my life, I was so detached from myself and my emotions that, like, the most difficult question you could ask me is, what do you feel or how do you feel? You always hate it when I ask you <laughs> I that, question. that question. It drove you crazy. Because I didn't know. <laughs> and that's like, I should know this. This is really simple. This is how do I feel? Yeah. And, uh, no, that was trying to work through that process was probably the most difficult part of this was just figuring out how I felt and uh, why I did the things that I was doing. Yeah. So what, how did you guys begin to like move towards each other? And like, you know, Tiffany, I'm guessing you probably weren't in a spot going like, man, I just can't wait until I get to forgive him. Like you talk about being sad. I'm mm-hmm. also fairly certain there were moments of anger. Oh, sh- yes, there was. <laughs> so, like, you know, you're not you're not jump, you know chomping on the bit like, man, I can't wait until everything is better again. Like, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of uncertainty, and also a lot of like, how do I know if he's telling the truth? Like, oh. he's lying about this stuff. Mm-hmm. What else might he not tell me? You know, what what started the path toward forgiveness for you guys? <laughs> so many questions, um, and I think questions actually were what actually started. So. In this, um, I think there was an element of wrestling for me because being taught, like my church experience growing up was, if you don't feel warm, fuzzy um, normalcy towards somebody, then it wasn't the love of God and you haven't forgiven them. There's bitterness somewhere. So if you, if say that, so say that again, (laughs) if you don't feel warm, fuzzy towards somebody and like, that means you haven't forgiven them. Is that? Yes. Okay. Like if I, there was um, for a, a good part of our separation where when he would come in the room, I could not bear to be in it. Mm. Mm. Um, so many reasons because it represented um, what I thought, what was real, and a future that looked like it would never exist. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Does that, yeah. does that yeah. make sense? Um, and not to mention blindsided it wasn't like I was aware of anything before we got married so I it came out of nowhere and then thinking if I can't trust you in something small then I can't trust you at all um so in wrestling with that like um I remember talking with Vicky so many conversations of like why like I'm wanting to feel over here like there was a period of time where just anger was I mean there was sadness for a long time there was anger and then it was I think just fully acknowledging what God really saw about the situation Mm. um, and about us and then understanding that it was okay to not be okay with it. And I think that I was demanded uh, or what I had been caught or taught and what was probably caught growing up was um, 
you should be okay with things if you're really being Christ-like. Suffer for Jesus. This is making you more like him and all so, of the things we So hear. almost, um, it sounds to me like forgiveness equaled this warm, fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. and that you're not hurt or impacted. Um, yes. And being hurt and impacted actually meant what, like not trusting God or not being faithful or... Um, not trusting God, not being faithful, not being a good loving wife, because a good loving wife would be supportive of her husband, which I was supportive in the fact of this can't happen. You know, like I can't, I can't live like this. So part of what I'm thinking is really just to orient the listeners, what we're talking about is that first um, analogy that we talked about with Mark about, you know, if I borrowed $500, it's actually him who's absorbing the cost. And so we're kind of looking at, at that. Like there was yeah. a cost that that you were absorbing that um, looking at the impact of the sin done against you mm-hmm. and specifically what, um, you know, because we can talk about forgiveness in generalities. Oh, forgive. But what specifically was broken and what specifically would need to be forgiven? Yes, and to be real with what it was, you know, without sugarcoating it or, um, because I think back, you know, in all my childhood or even people that I knew, um, if there was abusive marriages or whatever, it was very much um, sugarcoated and kind of, you know, not really call it what it was or not be real. And the reality was, I think, um, his freedom, if you will, right, the forgiveness or... Um, it cost me something, but there was an exchange made, right? Like, yes, he got to go forward because eventually he laid everything on the table. It took a while. Um, um, eventually he laid everything on the table. But then in that, I think what was extremely difficult is to actually take inventory and be like, not like a checklist, but like, a oh, wow. So it wasn't just the porn, and I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. that at all. It was lies, which were actually, I think, more difficult. And then it was from the beginning. So I don't know you. I don't know everything I knew about you. Then I doubted everything, and rightly so. Um, And so in that, being able to... Can I pause? Yeah. Even in forgiving, it doesn't equal that there was trust because... No, no. It was kind of deceit Mm -hmm. that you... And rebuilding of of, can I trust you, um, a new history was going to have to be built... Um, and so just kind of the in, that dynamic of forgiveness and trust. And sometimes I think we can jump to, well, you, forg- you forgave or you are forgiving, but why don't you trust? Um, yes, and I think the pe- reason people jump to forgiveness instantly is because I don't like feeling how I'm feeling that I've hurt you. So if you can forgive me, then I don't have to feel as bad for it. Sure. And then judging, um, kind of like using that as a thermometer for where our relationship is at. Like, if you can forgive me quickly, then we're good. And if yeah. it takes you a long time, oh, then I really must have messed up. That's really not great. Yeah. You know, like, um, which that may or may not be the case. Yeah. So taking this inventory and looking at reality is hard and painful mm-hmm. um, I feel for like both of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, and it, but it's necessary. Like, forgiveness doesn't happen in generalities. No. Like, mm-hmm. part of, in order, for me to, in order for me to release you from the debt that you owe me, we both have to be honest about what the debt actually is. Yeah. Rather than going like, oh, you know, sorry, I, I hurt you. Okay. That's a true statement at 30,000 feet. But 
built into I hurt you is here's these 17 million things. Uh, I might be exaggerating a little bit. I don't know. But like, here, here's all of these things that are, that are part of that. And, and part, of, part of that forgiveness is then is acknowledging the depth of the debt. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's this, it's this, it's the action. It's the intention. It's the impact. It's the disorientation. It's the, you know, and so it, it's more and more of this stuff that and Tiffany, in order for you to be able to forgive Dustin, part of that has to look like Dustin acknowledging what he's done that actually is needing to be forgiven. Oh, yeah. Um, which I know it's, it was a long process to mm-hmm. get to that point. Dustin, what was that? What was that like for you? Like you, you talked about okay, even just the wrestling. Like here I am, detached from my emotions, trying to figure out like who I am, why am I the way that I am. But when you get into that, like get start getting into these conversations with Tiffany of taking ownership of the mm-hmm. ways that you've hurt her. Like, how did you get there? What was that like for you? What was, yeah, what was difficult about that? Like, how how did you end up getting there? So for me, a lot of the process was really difficult with um, just trying to understand uh, her experience of me Mm. because I didn't understand myself and I didn't understand what her experience of me was at all. Um, So trying to just dive into that and figure out, okay, what would she feel like? What would I feel like if she did this to me? You know, how would... And working through that process and getting on top of, you know, how I feel so I can understand how she would feel. That, that I just want to pause here because that's pretty significant. Like doing the work and the ability to be like, what is her experience of me and what is the impact of the things I've said and done on her that feels heavy and risky and very difficult. Like I don't want to just, you know, kind of gloss over that. Can you speak a little bit more to to why that was, what was hard about that, being like looking at the impact on her and entering into her perspective and her experience of you? Um, so for me, it was the most difficult part was just figuring out um, how I felt and mm-hmm. uh, and realizing that, you know, my actions have caused this pain in her and... I don't even understand the pain that I've caused her. Mm. That part was probably the hardest, trying to just understand, you know, what pain I did cause and how it's impacting her and how her experience of that really was because I didn't have a clue. That's so little counseling tidbit here because I know I've said this to you a few times. I've probably said this to every guy I've met with who've, you know, sinned against their wives in some way. Anytime you're tempted to say the phrase, I understand, don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, whether it's like, oh, you know, this hurt you. Like, I understand how it hurt you. You actually probably don't. Mm-hmm. And, and w- w- as, soon as, as soon as we get to a place where you're like, well, I get it. I understand now. Functionally, what happens is like, I feel like, well, there's no more work for me to do. Now I get yeah. it. Meanwhile, the other person's on the receiving end going like, I don't think don't. you really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now there's no work left for you to do yeah. if you understand. And um, I'm just thinking about, like, when when you do that, acknowledge the impact and do the work and you're understanding it, what is it? I, I can see not wanting to do it or not wanting to acknowledge the depth of the pain or wanting it to be not as big of an impact or have, be, have it be, oh, she's just overreacting. or um, but But to really believe the pain is as painful as she says it is, 
means something about you, that you've done something that has caused somebody else pain. And that seems like it would be that that's hard to wrestle with. Yeah, it is. So um, for me, the when I went back to looking at, you know, early in the process, trying to minimize and that kind of stuff, I was, I was a master minimizer. Mm. Um, and it was because I didn't want to feel that pain and I didn't want to feel the pain mm-hmm. of the pain that I caused her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to move past that because if you're minimizing it, then you are not actually looking at it. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. If you're minimizing it, you're not looking at it. Yeah. And, so. and I think something, um, that I most wives feel is I don't want him to hurt like I hurt, but I wish you could experience it so you would know the depth of it. Because one thing I know about him, he would have like if he knew that, he would have instantly like he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have continued if he could have understood the cost, right? Mm. But he didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, if there's an element of safety, and if he knows what it felt like, I know he's a good guy, and he wouldn't do that again. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So what did you, not that there was a moment at which you go, oh, now he's owning it. Now, like, you know, the, very few things happen instantaneously. Like there's, it's more of a progression, you know, process over time than a moment. But like, wh- what did you begin experiencing from him? Like when, what did that shift look like where the minimizing stopped, the defensiveness stopped, where it's like, oh, he's. He's, he's taking ownership of not just the act, but the impact. What, how did you begin to experience that? The f- um, that's a good question. I think it went from minimizing and denying to him being open to the possibility that maybe there was more there, right? Because then this brings up questions like, well, what else? You know, is there anything else I should know? And Because, man, this was a lie, and what about this? And um, him actually being able where I didn't have to dig and pull for details. Mm. Um, for one. And secondly, um, for him to be able to consider the possibility that he had damaged instead of just trying to save his own skin. Mm. So typically it would have been like, no, no, it wasn't that bad. No, no, actually I didn't mean it, you know, and I didn't understand and you have to understand. And I, I, I wasn't intending, right. That was brought up a lot. Like that wasn't my intent. And it's like intent or not you know, it impacted me uh, so much so that now worship doesn't feel safe. Mm. Um, and when watching him, you know, and he said he couldn't tell you what he felt before. That was 200% true. Going from not necessarily feeling, he could tell you, you know, Vicky would ask him, how do you feel? I feel bad. And she was like, don't say bad again. Do not <laughs> say the word bad again. Find something Break else. out a thesaurus. Use some different words. But honestly, he didn't know. When you spend yeah. a lifetime medicating or numbing everything, you know, pornography or whatever your vice is, um, you numb the good, you numb the bad, mm. and you don't feel things appropriately. So watching him thaw out, if you will, mm. um, being able to accept, wow, I really feel really crummy. And he would say, do you, I don't know if you remember this, he would say, when you would tell me, repeat back to me like, you know, hey, when you said this, it made me feel this. He goes, hearing it audibly, not coming out of my mouth, sounded horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I would never, and he goes, but I did. Mm-hmm. And so watching him being willing to own that and then to actually consider the possibility of not deflect instantly to minimization, to just sit in it and go, wow, I really, yeah. really did I hurt you. say, like, um, that, that idea of 
um, it wasn't my intention. So therefore, uh, you shouldn't be hurt or I'm okay or I'm actually maybe justified because that wasn't my intention or I'm going to minimize it. When we justify, if we're justified because of our intention, then we actually we actually don't need Jesus who is the, <laughs> the justifier, our great, you know, like, like mm-hmm. we have um, that through him. And, but functionally, I'm justified because that wasn't my intention. Right. Yeah. Um, m- minimizes our need for, for Jesus and what he did. And so there's this. Yeah, we also like, and then we, functionally what we do in that moment is then we, not only are robbing ourselves of the experience of, you know, the potential forgiveness from the person we've wronged, but we're also distancing ourselves from needing the forgiveness of Christ. Yeah. Um, and that, like the, I think that's what you bring up, Vicky. I think he is one of the biggest hindrances yeah. for the person needing forgiveness. Yeah, is when we go to, you know, Tiffany. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like it feels, I imagine it feels like defensiveness if I begin to talk about my intentions mm-hmm. or dust. Was like that's not what I meant. I didn't understand. Like that might be a true statement, but it feels like defensiveness. Well. It does, and it feels almost like you don't matter because I'm not really going to um, own what I did because yeah. it's my feelings and my um, self-preservation is more important than your reality. Yeah. And so, you know, we've talked about the term turd polish a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just can- to be clear, because she said that fast, <laughs> on the podcast, the phrase turd polish, yes. turd polish is an official term. It is. Tiffany, please define that term. <laughs> Um, turd polish is what it sounds like. You can take a turd and coat it in chocolate. It is still a turd. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. And so, <laughs> sorry. I'm still, still remembering the first time you brought that up. It was like the serious moment in a counseling session. And I just start laughing because <laughs> you said turd in a counseling session. I just wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so anyway, full of surprises. Continue. Um, <laughs> when in seeing that turd polish, if you're, so, but I think you know, Dust and I had conversations of like, that's only convincing you. Like I already mm-hmm. see it. You're only convincing yourself. And in that moment of you frantically polishing this turd, I can accept it's a turd. I can accept it for what it really is, but you refusing to accept it was hurtful and it felt blatant and it yeah. felt like you're going to send me through the fire again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Like it was excruciating to say yeah. the least. It's Dustin, almost like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask Dustin, what helped you... Um, be like, I'm not going to minimize anymore. I'm not going to lean on my intention. Um, I'm going to really believe what she's saying and enter. Like, what helped you kind of like make that transition? Um, honestly, lots of counseling, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I I love that because it's we're in community, and so really, what you're saying is. I'm living in community with other believers and letting other believers speak into your life and, and believing what they are saying. Yeah. So also the, the other part of that is like realizing that she can't heal as long as I'm continuing to defend. Mm, And you want her to heal, right? She can't heal as long as you're continuing to defend. Yeah. That's, that's a significant statement. Yeah. Yeah. And part of like, part of the reality is like what I just heard you say to me is like, you, you said, I can accept the turd. Like I see it for what it is. I can deal with that. It's almost like, I'm actually, I'm, I want to, I'm ready to, I want to start figuring out what forgiveness looks like, but I can't actually do that 
as long as you're still polishing that up and acting like it doesn't need as much forgiveness as it really needs. But like you're actually, so part of, part of the prerequisite for that horizontal experience of forgiveness of, of you forgiving him for how he hurt you in all those different ways. The prerequisite for that is him acknowledging I hurt you in all these ways mm. and maybe in ways that I don't realize or don't understand, but I don't have to realize or understand that in order to acknowledge that it's reality or possibility. I think there was this, um, I, a transition moment too, where he wasn't desperately trying to convince me not to feel what I was feeling mm. like seeing pain, right? There was tears and there was sadness and anger and every emotion you could possibly imagine a lot of the time at the same moment. Um, and allowing me to feel that and then watching his face reflect that. Mm. Wow. Like there was, I mean, there was a moment in time where it would never have reflected it. And, but then watching him when he wasn't so busy convincing me that it wasn't what it really was, then he could actually say, oh my gosh, right? If you have a flood in your house and you can't just say, oh, the carpet's wet. No, it ruined your carpet. It ruined your flooding. It ruined your mm. baseboards. It ruined your mm -hmm. sheetrock. It all has to be replaced, right? Mm -hmm. We'd be naive to say just sop up the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and when he was willing to look into the woodwork, which was terrifying because we all exist there. Mm -hmm. um, when he was willing to look into the woodwork and, and own what it was mm -hmm. instead of expecting me to forgive and move on so he didn't have to feel what he did. Right. I think that's where... Um, the church has failed women, honestly, mm -hmm. is you should forgive and forgive quickly. And I think had I, for instance, in that first day of confrontation, forgiven him, quote, quickly, and I use air quotes, um, I, um, I don't think we would be where we are. He would have, I would have, the truth would have maybe or maybe not gotten brought up even to this day. Eventually it would have, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it robbed him of the process. It robbed me of the process. And then I actually um, got to choose, which was something that I didn't have initially. I mean, yes, I chose to marry him, but he would tell you when I asked him, why did you lie about this? He would say, um, because I wanted you to marry me. Mm. I thought if you knew the truth, you wouldn't marry me. So that in of itself angered me beyond you know the porn and every, anything else just because you took that choice from me. Yeah. Mm. I could still love you, but you polished a turd, so I would accept yeah. the turd instead of mm -hmm. saying, oh, it's a turd. Oh, thank you for the turd, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, what, you, what you said about um, expecting you to forgive so that he could move yeah. on is, is kind of like if, if he is the one that um, did the sinning in this instant uh, instance, um, then the responsibility is on you to forgive, to move on without being able to to, to look at the impact, the hurt, the pain, and have that healed. Um, it actually, this process calls both to sanctification, you know, and, mm -hmm. and just expecting you to forgive actually isn't loving either of you well. No. Um, and so. When a forgiveness felt like a band-aid, mm -hmm. you know, so early on. Um, it took me, I think, was it January of this year? So it took me almost three years. Would you say three years? Would you say? Before I actually was like, I forgive you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and I mean, the emotion that came, but I knew what it cost. It wasn't that I intended to take that long. I didn't, uh, <clears throat> it was a process and there was trust being built back and not that I couldn't forgive him sooner, but it was, I think I didn't think I ever could. Mm. Yeah. I didn't want to be bitter and hold it, but I just, I, how do you, how do you, how do you, yeah. how do you forgive someone like that? And essentially say, I'm going to. I know that there's no way on this great earth that you could ever 
me create what you did. Like you can't. I think we do an injustice kind of like what you were saying. Historically, the church just hasn't handled these kind of situations well. And we do an injustice when the the first reaction or the first thing is like, oh, you need to forgive. Um, Mm -hmm. And without looking at it, you know, like the analogy I use a lot, I think, is, is this analogy of a car accident. You know, somebody's driving, they're driving drunk, there's a car accident. And, you know, you're the passenger in the car, and let's say he's the driver, and you're hurt. And we're at the scene of the crime, and we're like, okay, will you forgive him? Yeah. And you're like, okay, but... But now I'm, like, I have, paralyzed. Yeah, can we look at my... my severed arm first you know um can I can I get a can I get can you stop the blood like like okay sure like you know but then you feel like oh like if I don't forgive now I'm not trusting but there's you're going to be a paraplegic or something or have to live with one arm or broken legs or something um and then he goes off and maybe gets help but that doesn't mean that you're healed oh no and I think sometimes we we get those like okay like I'm better I, I don't drive drunk anymore well you still have healing to do um, and, and kind of figuring out what is forgiveness and all of that is we, we can't bypass the care for the, the wounded person. Um, yeah. and, and part of the, part of the other thing that's taking place in that time, which you know, Tiffany, you made mention of this being meaningful for you was patience on his part, mm-hmm. not demanding something from you. Um, mm. not, you know, um, whether it was. You're, here you are in the emotional expression of whatever it is and him just receiving that, like allowing you to feel whatever it was you were feeling, but also the patience of not expecting you to be somewhere where you couldn't be at that moment yeah. um, and not holding that against you, but like him absorbing and sitting in that tension rather mm-hmm. than trying to offload that tension back yeah. onto you by a act differently. And so, so even in like, you know, forgiveness, rebuilding of trust, you know, reconciliation, beginning to make the relationship right, restoring, like making it new. There's a there's a whole long process in there that we, you know, we don't have time to try to unpack all that kind of stuff in here. But like the the big idea in that is just like the word process. Yeah. So often yeah. it's, well, just tell me what to do so that yeah. we can be done with this already because I don't like, yeah. Um, and and there's, there's frustration in that because a lot of times like there aren't things to do. Or there are things to do, but if I have to tell you the things to do, you know, and so it's like, and we just put that out there and go like, okay, all that's frustrating. Um, but that idea of, of patience and um, allowing allowing the Holy Spirit to be the one that that is doing the work in, in both of you, mm-hmm. like to go, hey, it wasn't until, I actually didn't know that when you said it wasn't until January of this year, which is still like, you know, 11 months ago, but you know, but January of this year to, to, to say those words like, I forgive you after this you know, three-year process. Um, I'm guessing if during that point, you know, Dustin's kind of, you know, checking in and going, hey, Tiffany, forgive me yet? Oh, no. Hey, Tiffany, feel like... No. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he but like, gracious. what? but if he had... Yeah. You know, so... so well, but is wh- it forgiveness then if you have to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, like forced to do it yeah. or expected or demanded? It's not. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's actually would be turd polish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then I would be sugarcoating where I was at and it is in denial with my current reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, there's an important distinction you made. Like as Christians, we are required to forgive. Like that is not an option. It's your act of worship. Yes. It's an act of worship. So yes, we are required to forgive. But I am not entitled to someone else's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like that's there's a whole there's a whole you know separate deal in there. But the point at which we begin 
demanding something from the person that we've hurt. Like there's an abuse behind that and a just mm-hmm. a twistedness behind that. Dustin, the last question I wanted to ask you is, so here you have this moment in January where she goes, I forgive you. <laughs> How did you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the feeling question. <laughs> like what, what was that? What did that, what did that mean to you? What was that like for you to hear? Just, yeah. Tell me about that. Okay. So for me, it was amazing. Um, but not because of the way that I felt. It was more because I knew that she was uh, healing mm-hmm. and that that pain was less. Not that it's gone, but that it's less. And there's a point mm-hmm. that it's uh, more manageable. There's, there's a beauty behind actually not doing it too quickly mm-hmm. and looking at it and taking stock and be like, yes, this is the trajectory, but it's, it's not a shallow. It's like kind of this like it is forgiven. Mm-hmm. And um, it, just the, the weightiness of it, it just, it, it even sounds like a, this beautiful moment of worship um, happening between the two of you. Yeah, and um, it's, I think, biblical. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. was born, and then what, how many years later did he die? Like, he, the whole process wasn't that, you know, as a toddler, he was killed for his sins. It was, he had a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even in the garden, like, knowing I don't want to do knowing what it costs. Like yeah. he felt it. Um, and he was aware of what it mm-hmm. cost. And I was fully aware at that moment. Like I know exactly what this entails and what it means. And, yeah. but before I, I, I mean, I was still learning about it and, yeah. you know, being asked to do something by God that you never thought, I mean, I know I'd have to forgive him for small things, you know, yeah, loading the dishwasher loading. the right way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but it, I think, just an element of yeah. the, it being my choice, and and also healing for him, like watching that it hurt her, and he knows what it cost. Mm-hmm. He absolutely knows, and watching, I think, me wrestle with that, and knowing that he couldn't fix it, I I, mm-hmm. I would see that on him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I did this to you. Yeah. I can't fix it. I can't take it away. Oh, if I could go back in time. Yeah, I want to as we as we wrap up, um, just one observation and comment about Dustin and his process is he there was a lot happening you know because we 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 talk about like you becoming just more self-aware even just of your emotions and probably where that came from and we could talk about family of origin stuff and and so you were doing a ton of work a ton of work simultaneously so like probably all of that and then becoming self-aware being able to name your emotions and then looking at the impact at Tiffany I'm like that that was that was a lot, yeah. um, and we, we see the fruit from your your labor, yeah. and I've, I've been blessed by it by both of you mm-hmm. for sure. And like yeah. um, your faith, your love for each other, um, for the church, for Jesus, we're blessed by it, and yeah. it's it's a gift. Absolutely, I think even like even just the way that like what did you bring attention to when I asked you that question? Like, okay, what was it like for you to hear her say, "I forgive you." Your answer wasn't, well, here's what, here's what this meant for me. Mm. It was, here's what this meant for Tiffany. Yeah. It meant that this thing that I really wanted, which was for her to, to experience healing, like it means that that's happening. It's like that, that even in that, the, the fact that that was the thing that, you know, primarily grasps you um, is just a further indicator, like validating, like it's evidence of the repentance that had taken place and the, the perspective shift. 
like just further fruit on the table for her to go, okay, yeah, this is, this is real. Um, and, and so I, yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of other things we could talk about that we don't have time for. There's lots of different conversations that, uh, that would be fun to have, but, but I, I just want to kind of conclude this by just saying thank you. Um, it's not lost on us. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, a risk and a vulnerability in putting some of the stuff out. Like this is not like a nationally published, you know, public, <laughs> publicated, whatever podcast deal. Like people are going to know some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a risk and a vulnerability that comes with that. Um, but your, my prayer is that your willingness to, to share some of that, share some of the difficulty, share some of the messiness, share some of the process. Um, well, like God will use that to, to give, listeners the courage to begin having some of those conversations themselves mm. um, either with their spouse or with loved one with whom there's conflict or if we're going like I don't know what to do with this that you know similar to like you know Dustin going like hey what was part of it like coming for counseling to be like hey reach out to Vicky like mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this I know there's conflict I can't imagine what forgiveness like what even that first step could look like it's either I can't forgive or I have to you know pretend like I've forgiven those are my two options mm-hmm. then then even just how you guys share that process for you encourage people to to reach out and ask for help in that way. So again, thank you for for sharing yes, your story and your life with us. And thank you. Love you guys. So hopefully it's a blessing to uh, to listeners as well. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next time on Talking to Humans. Mm-hmm.